everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Galatians 2, verses 20 through 21. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week, and we talk through truth and scripture. And before I get into this episode, I want to mention my mom's book, which is called The Race Marked Out for You, and it also has a study guide that goes along with it. But she mentions it in this episode, which is why I thought to bring it up here. And I wouldn't just say this because she's my mom. We We don't roll like that. I say this because I genuinely believe it, but her book is so good and it is so full of truth and scripture, just like what we talk about here. So I personally would highly recommend picking it up. If you're looking for a book to read, it is definitely one that I would recommend to be high on your list. So all that to say, in this episode, we talk about Galatians and I actually learned something new about my mom. I didn't realize that there was a verse or a couple of verses that were so near and dear to my mom's heart that is actually found in Galatians. And we talked through a lot of things, um, you know, like how to live by faith and not by works. And what does Paul mean by that? And what does it mean to live in the spirit and to not live in the flesh if we are in the flesh? And anyway, we just cover a lot of things as usual, but I really enjoyed this episode. It was a fun one to have with her. And so we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey, Kara, I love Galatians. You said you weren't that crazy about Galatians. Wow, we're just jumping right into it, aren't we? We're just jumping right into it. I was just thinking when I was reading that, I was just, I'm thinking past a long, long time ago, how I pretty much had to to really memorize this these verses and um, apply them to my life almost on a daily basis. It was, it was a tough time. And so when I was reading it and inviting everybody to come in, to our conversation, I'm just going back in my mind a little bit. Matter of fact, I was having a little bit of a hard time reading it because I was um, thinking about when I memorized it, and I was doing more about the way that I was memorizing it in my head than I was like when I was reading it and looking at the Bible. Do you want to talk about that time? Well, you know, I guess <laughs> we don't have to. I just, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, let's just jump right in. You know, it was just a time that, you know, I was really struggling, and I've talked about it on several occasions, but it was when I had decided to to come back uh, to the Lord, and I'd surrendered my life totally to Him. It was one thing about, you know, giving my life and knowing that Jesus died for me, and then all of a sudden, through life and through circumstances, I had to come to the realization I had to make a decision. Either Jesus was going to be my life. Or he was just going to be a uh, religious influence in my life. And there's mm-hmm. a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And so I remember memorizing uh, Galatians 2.20, where it says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's not no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And that is a very uh, strong statement by Paul to say, pretty much, it's just really not about me. It's just about the Lord. And so anyway, and that's what was happening because I was living for me. 
I wanted God to do what I wanted Him to do, and I wanted Him to function and answer the prayers the way I wanted Him to answer it. And um, and so I had to make a decision. Either I was going to let God be God of Dot Bowen, or I was going to be God of Dot Bowen. And I don't make a real good one. So yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I want to say, I didn't say that I did not like Galatians. Oh, here's a disclaimer. I just said I don't really have much to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet doesn't you doesn't mean will. I don't like it. I just, yeah. it may be, I don't know, I'm kind of tired today, if I'm honest. We've had, well, had a busy, busy Yeah, this is weekend. a busy, crazy week. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I think when we get into it, you're going to see that there's a lot about this that you really, really do love. And I don't, I'm not saying that you hate Galatians, but it's probably like what we're talking about. There's certain books of the Bible, like you love, you love Isaiah. You were I talking about Isaiah, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. and um, and how uh, you just love Isaiah, and you're like, I just love mm-hmm. reading Isaiah. Well, never once have I thought, you know, I'm really wanting to feel God, so I'm just going to go open the book of Isaiah. Oh, really? <laughs> no. I mean, so I funny. honestly love Isaiah. I no, mean, I know. Because, I just love how different that, yeah, because that yeah. would be, it's one of my go-to books for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, Ephesians and Colossians tomorrow, but I would well, say Gal- next well, week. That's true. Next week, <laughs> I would say that Galatians and Ephesians and Colossians are my t- my go to books. Really? Yeah. Did you not know that? I don't think that I knew. I guess I thought well Genesis three, which is not a book, well, but yeah. I don't know. I guess not. If I if I sat and thought about it, I would I see that because I do know that you reference them a good bit, and I know that like when you've like mentored my nieces, your granddaughters, mm-hmm. you do open those four books a lot with them. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I say that to say, now that I think about it, that doesn't surprise me, but yeah. And, and I have talked about Romans 3 a lot, you know, mm-hmm. or Romans 6, you know, how shall we continue in sin that grace, you know, that for grace abound. Yeah. You know, God forbid we shouldn't do that. So I talk about that a lot because that was during this same period of time where I was being reminded that I don't have to continue to live and do what I always did. I don't have to always do and feel and act like I always did, that there's, you know, I'm a new person in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of goes along with it too, where it says I've been crucified with Christ. Matter of fact, just the other day, I was telling someone about how, um, what I wish I knew I wish I knew when I decided to follow Jesus. And it's kind of, not to kind of advertise my book here, but it's in, you know, the book, The Race, and how that I wish that I knew what it really meant to be a follower of Jesus when I decided to follow Him. I don't think I would have wanted to know everything that I know now. (laughs) I don't know that I would have said yes to His call if I knew some of the things I know now. But, you know, for me, and as I said this so many times, is that I knew that Jesus died for me. What I didn't know is that Jesus has asked me to pick up my cross and follow him. And that's why I read those verses, because I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And I think as close as I would say Genesis 3 is to me about realizing where sin came in and some of the things that we struggled with when, you know, because of our sin, Galatians. Is in Ephesians and Colossians is probably those books that I think about me as a follower of Jesus. It, it really teaches me, you know, more about what it means to live and to follow Jesus and that. So that's kind of so, how I like it. 
If we were to, well, so I know we're going to dive into Ephesians and Colossians next week, but since you mentioned all four of them, if you could summarize each of those four in like one sentence, like Galatians, this is either what it's about or the theme or whatever, like how would you differentiate between those four? Like in terms of what Paul is teaching, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Well, obviously all of them is talking about that uh, we are saved by faith. Our righteousness is based on Jesus. It's not on the works. So Galatians, Ephesians, and it's Georgia Electric Power Company. <laughs> I learned it. And if you want to know how, where they fall in line, in, in, but Galatians and Ephesians and Colossians and Philippians, they all uh, are more about how to walk by faith, that kind of thing. It's more about, it's not about what we do. It's more about who we trust in. It's not, you know, obviously our yeah, but you if know, you were to say like behavior okay, makes a difference. If you're like Galatians is on blank. Because I think I've heard you say like Colossians is more like about identity. identity Colossians is a lot about our identity, but so is Ephesians. Ephesians is, talks a lot about who we are in Christ. So all, I think all four of those books kind of say the same thing. First, Galatians is saying it's all about faith. And what Paul was Paul was talking and why he was writing the you know, this letter. Uh, to the church in Galatia was that they were trying to mix works. They were trying to mix the Jewish and, you know, live like a Jew, but live like a Christian. Live, you know, they were going to do all the things that the law and the Jewish, you know, requirements and the Jewish rules and and observing all the Jewish uh, holidays and stuff. And then they wanted to say, oh, but yet, you know, I'm still a Christian and it's not about works. And Paul's like, what are you talking about? You can't like do both. And so he, you know, says, you know, in Galatians, he says, you know, when you were under the law, I mean, what good was that? You know, mm-hmm. you you could not keep the law. And mm-hmm. if you violate one part of the law, then you violate it at all. So he's he's literally building his case that you cannot live the Christian life. You you need to you need a savior and you need the Holy Spirit. And so that's kind of what Galatians is all about. But I just I think that for me, I just have to kind of remind myself that I have been crucified with Christ and it's not all about me. And as you know, I knew we were gonna talk about Galatians today. And I was just I was thinking about, you know why I always say get out of the middle of the circle. Mm-hmm. I do know that. I, I think that that's where my mind goes to when I think about that. It's like I don't have to be in the middle of a circle and let life, you know, all revolve around me. And he's saying, you've been crucified with Christ. It's not mm-hmm. no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. So that's the key, Christ who lives in me. Right. I heard our good friend Tony Evans. I mean, he's not really our friend, but we oh, do. I, I love old good old Tony. <laughs> what did Tony say, Kara? I heard him talking about Galatians, and he mm-hmm. was saying how Paul was teaching how we live in either the flesh or we live in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he he was saying that it was explained to him like an FM AM radio, like oh. you tune in to one yeah. or the other. Like you can't be in both. You can't be in the flesh and be in the spirit. You can't be in the spirit and be in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that, but I— was remembering that and thinking, so what does that really mean? Because we, I mean, I know what it means. I guess my question is, it's more of an application question where it's like, 
Is it like literally, can we go in and out like literally in an instant? Because we do have our flesh, just like if we're believers, we do have mm-hmm. the Spirit, Holy Spirit within us. Do you know what I'm yeah. trying to ask? I think what you're saying, Kara, is can we uh, be in the Spirit and in the flesh? Can no, we- I'm not asking if we can. I'm just saying, what does that, what does that actually look like? Like, am I in the Spirit right now? <laughs> well, in the flesh I right know. now. I get like that's what I like. How can we go in and out really quickly? Or we, you know, because we we do still have the flesh because we're human, and we do have the Holy Spirit forever because He's right. inside of us. So we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. We do have the Holy Spirit, and I think it's more about uh, what's controlling. I think it's about is the Holy Spirit. Are we being controlled and living? in the control of the Holy Spirit, or am I living and controlling in the flesh? And what that means is, am I, am I trusting God? Am I depending upon the Holy Spirit to help me forgive someone? Or am I just going to really buckle up and, you know what, I'm just going to make a, a decision that I'm going to uh, forgive? Those are the two different things. Either you're going to forgive and expressing forgiveness towards someone, and you're either going to trust the Holy Spirit to do that in and through you, or you're just going to buckle up. You have this attitude. You know what? I'm just not going to allow these people to control me. And so I'm just going to choose to forgive them. I'm just going to make a commitment. I'm just going to dig deep, and I'm just going to make this strong commitment. Like, in other words, not trusting God to do it. You're just right. going to will but yourself But you're trusting yourself. But yes, it's also it's like perfect. even moments of like, so like self-control is a— uh, part of the spirit. So if you're not exhibiting self-control or I think it's like fruits of the spirit, right? Like um like patience if you're maybe not experiencing patience or right? That is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. So I know, um, but I'm just saying like in terms of like the dial, the AMFM of tuning in the, to the Holy Spirit versus tuning into our flesh, it would that be that would be part of it as well, right? I would say now, I haven't talked to good old Tony about this, and so I haven't heard what you heard, what Tony said. But what I do know is what Paul says. And I think, obviously, Tony's you know saying the same thing that Paul's saying. But it's what we're trusting in. If we're walking, it says that we're walked by the Spirit. If we're trusting in the Holy Spirit to empower us to do whatever we're going to do, then we're, that's, we're being led by the Spirit and not the right. flesh. Versus that. But when we do that and we uh, experience joy and peace, then we have the fruit of the Spirit. Then we're, those are the consequences of living uh, obedience. So that's where living, you know, you'll hear people say, are you, you know, I'm just in the flesh. And basically what that means is I'm not trusting God to do anything in through me. I, like I'm, I don't want God, you know, right now in this situation. I just want to, yeah. I just want to deal with my anger or something like that. I just want to be mad or just, you know, let me just deal with these uh, issues, or let me just spout off, or let me, you know, sometimes you'll say to me, I just have to just, you know, tell you what I'm thinking, and, you know, okay, I've got it off my chest. Well, sometimes I do that, though, because I'm trying to not be in the Spirit. It's like, I need to— I'm not trying to be in the flesh, you mean? No. I mean— Are you trying not to be in the Spirit? Oh, wait. No, you're right. I'm thinking, okay, this is (laughs) confession time. I don't no, want to be in the spirit. I mean it. I love my flesh. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not wanting to be in the flesh. <laughs> so good, good. I'm uh, encouraged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Uh, I told you I was tired at the beginning of this. 
Well, um, but yeah, it's like I'm. But yes, no, I know what you're saying, and that does make. And I think that's what he was saying. And I think it when I, in that moment I was like, wait, but we can't help to be in our flesh because we're human. But then it's like, no, what you're. And I, yes, because he was describing what Paul was talking about. So I think well, that that's. I will say this was, too. Right. I will say this. There in scripture, there is the flesh is referred to the, as a body, as the body, but also the flesh is also referred to as how we act in our um, like yeah, sin like nature. Sin, yeah, sin yeah, our sin nature, nature. Yeah, behavior. Yeah. So obviously, we're going to right now. We're in the body and we're in the flesh until we see Jesus face right. to face. Which that would make sense. Body. Because Jesus was in the flesh, but he wasn't living out the flesh because he was perfect and never sinned. But That's he right. was literally the flesh of our Yeah. Yes. He became human. Epidermis. He, yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> skin. Skin. Um, so anyway, so I, I love that. I think that Paul, you know, is really stern uh, in Galatians. He's, he well, kind of loosens up a things. little bit. Well, no, he's not. You're going to see some little tenderness in um, with Paul. And, I, you know, we talked about that with Second Corinthians. He is more the pastor versus yeah. the teacher. And then... I think when we get into uh, Ephesians and Colossians, he's, you know, really encouraging um, the church to, you know, walk as believers and walk and receive all that God had died to give them. So, but right now, I think Paul is kind of a little irritated. I wouldn't say he's in the flesh and doing sin nature. He's just looking at what's going on and realizes that this is not right. And so he's He's really, I guess, confronting them with truth and saying, "What?" Like at one point, he says, "Like you were doing so well, you were running, you were, you know, doing so great. Like who hindered you? Like what's happening? Who's come in here and, you know, told you different things?" So he's really trying to really encourage them mm-hmm. to to walk in a worthy manner of their calling. But as you like, you know, the fact, you know, in Galatians, it, it does talk about that Christ has set us free and that we should walk in that freedom. And then he tells us that, you know, we've got to realize that. We've got days that we're just going to have to pick up our cross. I don't think days. I think it's just a a normal, natural life of a believer that they should face every single day as looking at it as, you know, God, what do you want to do today? What do you want me to do today? You know, kind of more putting God in the center and not ourselves. What do you think? Okay. So I have to be honest, I wasn't really listening. <laughs> well, I hope whoever's joining the conversation is. Uh, well, here's so. why. Here's okay. why. It's because I was when you're when you first were saying all this, I was like, oh, that's so great. And I was reading and looking at Galatians in front of me in my Bible. Mm-hmm. And I started reading Galatians 2 14 and I got lost. <laughs> I just kept reading it over and over again, trying to think, wait, what is he saying? So, which it says, which maybe we can, anyway, so I'm sure I agreed with everything that you just said, but that's why I was listening. So I was like, what am I, what is, but it's in the the subtitle of this little section says, Paul opposes Peter. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. I do think it is so fascinating. And I really love the irony of how Paul was called to the Gentiles because Paul was, a very devout Jew, very which I can't Jew. remember mm-hmm. if we talked about that when we were in Acts or not. But so I just think that's so fascinating how Peter was really, how the Lord called Peter to speak to, like, he is the rock. He is the church that God built his, wait, he is the rock that the Lord no, built Jesus his church on. Jesus is the rock. A rock. Good Jesus, Lord, what's wrong with me today? 
It's Peter's confession, the tower of the Christ, <laughs> yes, that yes. made him. That, no, but Peter's that's the, the rock. rock. Didn't Jesus no, say? Peter's not the rock. But didn't Jesus said, "You're the church," or "You're you're no, the you're who not I'm the church." Build? No, he okay. says that. You know who who they say that I am, and Peter says that art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And he said, "I'm like questioning my salvation at this moment. Am I saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe living the after the flesh right now?" Okay. But I'm just anyway, saying, okay. Peter's confession that thou art the Christ. He is saying, um, Jesus did says, Jesus, "What did Jesus tell confession. Peter?" He said, "That is where I will build my." Uh, church upon. Yes, Peter, that's right. But it isn't Peter I'm building my church on you. That's That would okay, be a little yes. bit of— Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. So Anyway, but Paul was called to the Gentiles, which I just think is so fascinating. And I, mm-hmm. you really see, and I think this is what this verse that, we, that I was reading is getting at, is the softness of Paul's heart toward the Gentiles. Like you can really see how God gave him a heart for the Gentiles to know Christ and— which is mm-hmm. crazy back then. I mean, it really, because they, anyway, we won't get into all that. But anyway, but the verse says, but when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to mm-hmm. Cyphus, I, mm-hmm. I said to Cyphus before them all, if you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like the Jews? So that's why I just kept reading over and over again, because it was like, <laughs> I felt like I was reading like a riddle. I was like, what? Yeah. I, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, as I was saying, it's so a very beginning. I think it beginning. had to do, yeah, it has to do with what you were saying. That's why I was reading it because I knew it had to do with what you were saying. Yes. But then I was like, got lost in the words because I was like, what is? And this is again the question of my salvation this moment because I'm like, well, no, you got lost in do we walk, <laughs> just walk by the spirit or walk by the well, walk and by he the flesh. was like, you. You know, like you are, you're a Jew, live like a Gentile, but they're not a Jew. How can you force the Gentiles to live like the Jew? You know, I was like, okay, oh. let me just kind of let's just reel this in right now. Yeah, so the entire book of Galatians is there was a a discussion and tension between do I act and continue to be like a Jew? Do I go to the synagogue? Do I observe all the Jewish rules? Do I not eat? Meat? Do I right. not eat? So you know all those kind of things. Right. Are now that Christ has come and He's come to the Gentiles and He set us free? Are we free from the law? Or are we, you know, are we still acting? Should we still act like we're Jewish people, or should we act like we're Gentiles? Are we free? Or are we under the law? So that's Paul discussion in Gentiles. But that's not what in, in Galatians. But yeah, but let right me there. back up. Okay. But he's saying, he's saying, Peter, you are telling the Jewish people that they are no longer under the law, that they've been set free of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you're causing and trying to get the Gentiles to observe some of the things that the Jewish people were doing. Oh. Ah. So, so it's he's like, saying you can't have both. You can't have both. You can't say I am under the law and I'm, you know, controlled by the law. Like the things I do, my righteousness is not based on what I do with the law. And then when I want to, I want to say, well, I've been set free. I'm no longer under the law. Yeah. So it's basically like you can't you have to you can't hold these people to two different standards. Like the Jews right. don't have to like they're free completely. You're telling they, the they're Jewish people they're not right. Right. You're telling the Jewish people that they're not bound by the law. But then on the other hand, you're telling the Gentiles they should be more Jewish. Right. And so Paul okay. is saying you you can't do that. You're not even acting like a, a Jew. You're not doing some of the right. things 
that um, what the <laughs> law gotta, said. Also just makes me laugh about Paul because you think about Peter, Peter, like, I, I don't, uh, this is like totally in my head mm-hmm. of, I'm sure this is not a good down, but I just feel like I'd be like, if I were Peter, be like, Paul, like you, you weren't there. <laughs> like I was what Jesus told, you know, like, I'm just saying like, yeah. Paul was right, but I just love the like, just Paul has no shame in like just saying the truth like it is. And well, and, and that's the hope. And calling Peter out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. like, you know, Peter was there from the beginning with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I just love that. But yeah, he sure was and he sure denied him. It kind of goes back to like how I was saying, like his heart for the Gentiles and his heart for the truth. I mean, ultimately that was the whole point. It wasn't mm-hmm. one's not better than the other, but it was just like the if the truth is, if this is true for the Jews, it's true for the Gentiles. And if it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, but it's just reminding me of that whole, like, we can't pick things out of the Bible to be true. Like, mm, right, if it's, yeah. it's like, well, if you believe that this part is true, then, you know, mm-hmm. you can't the other part say well. that, no, whatever mm-hmm. part, yeah, like, I won't mm-hmm. give specifics, but you know what I'm saying? Like, people, you know, cherry picking truth out of the Bible. And it's like, well, no, yeah. it's like, you either believe it's all true or None of it. It's not true at all. Right. And that's right. what, you know, as Paul said, you know, he said, if you if you want to go by the law, then you're going to have to go all the way by the law. You can't just, like you said, uh, pick and choose what you want to do and what you don't want right. to do. You got to do. But I think Paul does have, obviously, a heart for the Gentiles, and he certainly had a heart for the Jewish people. Well, I'm but sure I really, Peter really believe, and, and he did, but I'm just saying, I think that Paul just— Realized that Jesus was the Messiah and never got over it. I mean, right. he was just like, "This is I'm telling you what the truth is. The truth is, right. Jesus is the Messiah." And I'm sure there's a just Peter just didn't realize his, you know, be like I would, I would imagine Peter was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I didn't, I didn't realize that that's what I was communicating. You know what I'm saying? Like just kind of like a, I don't want to call it a blind spot, but Peter's just. I don't know, Peter, don't but know. you yeah, know, based know. on you know some of the things that have written about him, is he's pretty much, uh, you know, goes with what's there, you know, just like when the girl said, you know, aren't you a follower of this Jesus? No, no, no. And then when he was with Jesus, like you know, I'm just never going to deny you. And and of course right. now Peter's a whole different person, but I think that probably if you want to talk about slipping back into the flesh, that may be Peter's way of. You know, whatever, whoever I'm around is how I'm going to do. You know, it's how I'm going to live. And I think that Paul is just saying, we just can't have double uh, messages. You can't tell someone that in, in, and try to please the Jewish people and say, well, you know, you don't have to give up all your Jewish acts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't that, I mean, Jesus went to the synagogue. It wasn't that the disciples didn't go yes, you know, to the synagogue because they did. That's not what saves you. Yes. Right. And so that's that was the thing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that, like, the Jews want to do that out of that practice, you know, because, yeah, like you said, Jesus went to the synagogue, and those things are not wrong, but not required. It's not like the Gentiles, mm-hmm. you know, have to go to the synagogue or whatever. And, and Jesus was very clear, and Peter knew this, that, uh, you know, I didn't come to, you know, to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. And so right. I think that, you know— Paul is not saying you can't go and you know to the Jewish people, you can't go to the synagogue and stuff like that. But you know, right. when they were still wanting to sacrifice animals for their forgiveness of sins, mm-hmm. you know, Paul was like, "What are you doing?" You know, Jesus well, and it's kind of like you know the Ten Commandments. It's like 
those Ten Commandments are still mm-hmm. amazing. You know, like honor thy yeah. mother and father, and or you know the very yeah. first commandment of you know the Lord. There will be no other God above them. It's like all of those things, but. Following mm, okay. those Ten Commandments or, yeah, following the law, like that's not what saves you. That's not what, like you said, at this point, because Jesus came to accomplish that. So it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that like the Old Testament is not valid or the law is not valid or the Ten Commandments, you know, all the stuff. And right. it's like, no, that all those things are still good and true and in terms of and there like, are great things to, to live by. Right, but it would be great if everybody lived by the Ten Commandments, even if you're a believer or not a believer. Right, I, yeah. you know, but it's not what makes you right with God. And right. you know, if you want to do it in a Gentile world right now, in a Christian world, it would be like if I go to church, or if mm-hmm. I, oh, you know, right. give to the church, or if I, or even reading the Bible. The ministry, I mean, I think, or I go read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, we are pray. advocates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we are huge advocates for reading the Bible and prayer, hundred percent. But it's like. But reading the Bible alone is not what's going to save you. Like that's the word, but well, and God can and use that. that and, but absolutely, and what Paul is saying is, then Jesus just died in vain. If you can right. keep the law, or if the law makes you righteous, and right, what that means, righteousness means I'm right with God. So when sin entered to the world, back to Genesis three, and separated us, you know, between God and Jesus came. To you know, to purchase us and to redeem us and to rescue us and to restore our relationship with God. So all of these things that we do as believers, as Christians, as reading the Bible and praying and trying to forgive and loving our neighbors and, all, and going to church, all those things. Being a community, those are yeah. good things. They're just not something you don't want to not do, but it doesn't make you right with God, and that's mm. why it Jesus. Makes you- Death, it, yeah, it like it you. can build your intimacy, you know, like prayer. I mean, that's what prayer and I think. Well, not if you're not Bible a believer. And, no, but yes, I'm saying I'm agreeing with you that right. That is not what makes you right with God, but I do believe it brings intimacy mm-hmm. with the Lord once you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, you know. And then once you once you are right with the Lord, like those things are, I think, vital. You know, prayer and reading scripture, which oh, I absolutely. You do too. But I do that because I'm a believer, not to make me a believer. I do that because yes. I'm right with God, not to make me right with God. And yes. I, and I think that that I think that that's the that's difference. The di- yeah, I can't remember if it, it was on here or in my bio. I don't know. So if I've said this on here not that long ago, sorry. But I just I remember when I was like in middle school or high school. I feel like I'm going to sound like the biggest idiot when I tell the story, but whatever. I already probably have in this episode. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember being in middle or high school and asking you. I basically didn't really understand what a gentile was. It was just kind of one of those words mm-hmm. that you'd read in the Bible, and I'm like, I didn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking you, "Am I, am I a gentile?" And you go, well, are you a Jew? And I said, no. And you're like, well, then you're a Gentile. (laughs) And it's so matter-of-factly. And I remember laughing because I I just, I had, I don't know. I was like, I just remember that moment being like, oh, I had no idea I was a Gentile. Good to know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, (laughs) this may not be that funny, but I was like, I just didn't really, one of those words, I just never really knew or understood what it meant when I was Mm -hmm. younger, but... Anyway, well, good to know. Obviously, it, you're. I guess even as a little girl, you're looking and trying to figure out who you are in Christ. And we talked about that. And we know who we are in Christ. Um, 
we are a child of God. But anyway, I think that that's one of the things Galatians, Ephesians, and all of them is saying, you know, it's not, am I Jew? It's not, am I Gentile? But am I a follower of Jesus? Am I a, they used to call it the way, you know, part of, um, part of the, the way. And that was uh, Jesus. And I think that, um, you know, as you just, we get into Galatians and Ephesians, I think, as you're saying, you know, Peter was trying to be all things to all people, and you can't be. And Paul did say, Peter, what are you doing? You know, don't try to, don't do that. But I think that as we get into Ephesians and um, Colossians and stuff, you see more, you know, prayer, and you see more about understanding who you are in Christ and, you know, kind of building who you are as a believer and getting away a little bit away from who you are as a Jewish person. Yeah, which you I do. I would say, you know, if someone, if you're, I don't know, wondering about, you know, faith versus works, I do feel mm-hmm. like Galatians is a good book to read for that. Oh yeah, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And it, you know, and I'm sure all of them are. But four, I'm just saying, four, like, yeah. because Galatians does seem to really get into that whole faith versus works thing. I mean, uh, more three. so than Romans, more so than the Book of Romans, and yeah. Romans is full of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Galatians is smaller. Shorter, so and it's a little bit easier to read. I I just think it's just you know, Kara. I think as we look at all of it and think, well, what does that mean for me today? And I think that you know, for me, what I was saying and what caught my eye was, I have to be reminded that I'm here for Jesus. That I'm that my life is really about being you know crucified with Christ. It's more about Jesus than it is about me. And I think that what you were saying is, you know, kind of caught you off guard a little bit about reading, you know, about Peter and Paul. Well, but that's not what I would say. What would I take today? I would say what I would take for today is more so I need, I think I need to be a little bit more in step with the spirit. Mm -hmm. Like in my, in my every moment of every day, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Trust in the spirit. Yes. In and through yeah. You. Like mm-hmm. with every thought, with, and I'm not, no, I'm not going to do it with every single, you know, thought or emotion, but just saying like being a little bit more aware. And, and I think, I don't know, my heart is a little heavy and sad today. So I think that's more so why I've just being like really not like I'm living in the, not like living in the flesh, but I just mean like taking everything to him and, Mm-hmm. just being a little bit more aware of the spirit and me of like, just even if that's like the comforter or mm-hmm. just that he's here, you know what I'm saying? Like just being a little bit more aware yeah. instead of just like pushing through. Cause we, it is, we do have a lot going on this week. And I, I think being, I don't know, just a little bit more like mm-hmm. aware and intentional of like, God, I, will you comfort me in this moment? Or, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just like plowing into my like to-do list, cause mm-hmm. it is, it is long. Oh, well. But, you know, I was thinking about this because, you know, we serve Jesus together through Cup of Joy and this podcast and, you know, some of the things that we do. And I know that, you know, you go with me when I go speak and, and you just got a lot to do. You're like number two person in, in, in the Cup of Joy. Uh, you're really involved and you know what's going on. And I think that it's just very easy because you are so gifted in so many things to just immediately go, well, I'll just do that, or I can go do this, or, you know, you know, trying to really buckle down. And like you said, your to-do list, those kind of things. But when it doesn't work out, or things aren't going the way that you think it should, it wasn't, you know, going as smoothly, things aren't running as smoothly, because we you know, always run into obstacles, especially the closer we get to breathe, the more uh, attack we get, you know, with 
frustrations and things that are going on. But I think it's more about both of us right now of just saying, you know, God, that's really, I'm not going to trust in my own ability, even though you've given me ability. I'm not going to trust in my gifts, even though you've given me my gifts. But I'm going to trust you and the Spirit in me to do this in and through me, because it's not I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And because of Christ and my faith in Him, then we walk in the Spirit and we walk in truth. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.